I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 56, Mayhem! Oh, I had to squeeze that one out. Sretton the Savage is in the studio today. How you doing, Sretton? Feeling very savage. Yeah, <laughs> savage indeed. Butch Man Lee's back in the house. What's up, Butch? How's it going? Oh, it's going nice and good. And our very special guest of the evening, drum roll, please. Of Warrior Wrestling fame. How you doing, Steve? I'm killing it. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just came off a wonderful weekend of seeing the Misfits and Fear. I uh, had a great time there. A lot of friends. I actually, uh, I was telling you off air, I came across Matt Cross, and he, he kind of shooed me away because I was a fanboy. I'm like, I know you. I know who you are. And he's like, oh, that's, that's great. Like, I'm like, come over here. He's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> but I did get to meet London May, who was a drummer who played with uh, Sam Hain and Tiger Army and a bunch of other bands that... I love so that love was super Tiger awesome. Army. Yeah, yeah. Power Moonlight album. He plays drums on it, so that's pretty cool. Shines down on me, <laughs> right? But uh, we're here today to talk about Warrior Wrestling Five, which takes place on Mother Mother's Day, May twelfth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Steve's super pumped for it's you. Good you for <laughs> yeah, uh, through the trials and tribulations, through hell or high water, this show is going to take place. On Mother's Day, um, what? Real quick, a question about that. Mm. Did you have any kind of uh, like going into booking this event on Mother's Day? Where <laughs> did your balls just get super huge? Or so the reality of wrestling and schedules, and especially running a wrestling show based at a school, is that when you look at the month of May, and you're like, great, when is the gym available? And when are our champions available? You're narrowed down from thirty days to about two. <laughs> and essentially it was like, well, we run on Mother's Day, 
or we run without half of our regular roster, or we don't run in May. So we said, you know what? We're going to run Mother's Day. We're going to run a matinee. So you can take mom out to brunch. You can take mom out to dinner. But in the middle, you're taking mom out to a wrestling show. That's right. Damn right. If I had a mama, I would totally do that. Mm. <laughs> I, I thank you for elaborating on that, um, because I'm sure that's a question a lot of people might be asking, like, why are they running on Mother's Day? That's you know, a question my boss asked at the school. And yeah. Then the the reality is just that. I mean, we could have run it. Um, the, the gym is booked up for Honors Night and Baccalaureate Mass and a variety of other things. We could have run it on Friday, May 10, but without Brian Cage, without Tessa Blanchard, without Jordan Grace, without Brian Pillman, without whoever. And so it's like, well, you know, do we want to do a totally different show without our gang? And we said, no, we're we're doing it with the gang. So we're nice. doing it on Mother's Day. Yeah, I like it. And I, I love the early time slot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just attended a few shows that uh, Black Label, what was it, the Players Brawl? Yeah. And Dude, the time it was, it started at like three or four, and it was done by seven. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you get, you have the whole night ahead of you. And me and Elisa, we went out and partied and had a great time in South Bend, dude. And I like the early start time. It's yeah. Mother's Day. I mean, hey, get it out the way. Do what you got to do. Show Mama some love. Come see some badass wrestling. And uh, after that, you know, party like it's not Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing too is, so our audience is a percentage kids and families, mm-hmm. and. Every show we've done, the first four, somebody has said, my kids absolutely loved it, but we left at 9 o'clock. Right. Because it usually runs to like 11 or something. Yeah, we run from like 7.30 to 11. And And I get that, yeah. So yeah, if we're going to have a bunch of kids out there, like do it at 2 in the afternoon, you can bring your kids for the whole show. Right, yeah, they're going to have a good time the whole time. So I'd like to run down the match card with you. As we always do, because you always book some killer matches, yeah. man. First of all, what do you do? You guys have a running order for what's going first, or do you just kind of want to go over what's sure. happening in general? So we we always have an idea for what is going to go first and how it's going to flow, and that always changes. Mm-hmm. So as you guys know from you know news in the last couple of weeks, our card is shaking up a little bit. We lost some guys off the the roster, and now we're question marks around Brian Cage. So as, as we record this last night, Brian Cage got hurt at the Impact Rebellion pay per view. So that's all going to impact. No pun intended. <laughs> he uh, did that on purpose. No, I didn't, but I'm glad I did it. Uh, <laughs> hi That uh, That'll all impact the show. So I, I don't have a run order at the top of my head. It's all kind of in the air right now. Okay. So let's just jump around, yeah. man. Let's go around. Jump around, jump around. Um, the first one I'm really excited about because it's a cage match. Yes. Uh, Eddie Edwards versus Austin Aries. And these guys have been going at it back and forth. You name it. You know, they wanted to have a street fight. Then mm-hmm. they wanted to have a wrestling match. And that didn't settle shit, apparently. No, it did not. So, so we're gonna we're gonna settle it. Where where else could you settle this? You know, besides a steel in a cage. steel cage, inside of a steel cage. That's right. I love that. Where's the movie guy? Went, inside of a steel cage. <laughs> Two men enter. One man leaves. Half broken. And maybe Jeremy Telema too. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put Jeremy in the cage just because yeah, of that. Just so you get beat up. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this episode, so I got to take a couple jams. Um, Jeremy. Super excited for this match, (laughs) man. Uh, I know when we were talking at MLW, you guys were kind of throwing around the idea of maybe doing a cage match first, which I am a huge supporter of doing that. I think that's like just a. It eliminates setup time. It does. I mean, yep. there are obvious, you know, reasons, economic reasons, time reasons, and all that yep. to do it. But I also think that it's like it's something that hasn't really been done. When have you seen a cage match first at a wrestling show? We've had that discussion, and that's definitely still in the running. In fact, I've had the discussion not only internally with the Warrior guys. I've had a twenty-minute conversation with Austin Aries about it earlier this week or last week, nice. where it was like, "Well, do we? 
it, it's really got two places to go. Either right after intermission, because they build the cage during intermission, you come mm-hmm. back to it, or at the start of the show. And we all kicked around the idea of the audience walks in and the cage is already set up. And you just go, damn, like that yeah. sets the tone. It's like, got that big fight feel to yeah, it, man. They are not screwing around. Like they're going right. to start with the cage. So that might be the way we, we kick things off. Again, it's not finalized yet, but it's in the running. Nice. I like it a lot. Well, <laughs> plus, you were at the MLW taping with uh, Loki and uh, Tom Lawler. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was, just took way too long between yes. setup and takedown. Yes. So that, and they didn't have anything that. going on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you guys will once again have the VIP going on. That starts mm-hmm. at what, noon, I believe? Yep, noon to two. Okay. Oh, it's a couple hours. This has it always been a couple hours. So it's usually five thirty to seven fifteen, seven thirty. Okay, I just I don't know. Time flies because when you're having fun, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that always everybody piles in early, and then all of a sudden you blink and it's showtime. I mean, that works right? really well. Another huge match, and this is what's cool. It's on Mother's Day. You know, women's wrestling is super mm-hmm. huge right now, and you guys are actually debuting a new championship. Can yes. you tell us about that match? Absolutely. So as we were talking before off air, this has been building since Warrior Two in September. Uh, Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard are two of the most badass, hard-hitting women on the planet. Badasses! Amen. And uh, they had a match at Warrior 2, ended when Tessa decked the referee and they brawled to the back and the crowd (laughs) chanted, let them fight. Warrior 3, we kept them separate. And after beating Britt Baker, Tessa Blanchard was beating the snot out of her. Jordan Grace came out to make a save. They got into it. I came out totally unplanned, honest to God, true, uh, true shoot unplanned. I came out and was like, knock it off, and then Tessa decked her with a belt and cleaned her feet on Jordan's belt and shoved me, and a whole bunch of stuff ran down. So then Tessa was not on show four, but she challenged Jordan for the spot for the title match on show five. So for us, this has been building the entire school year, and we look at our shows almost as a TV season. You start in September, you build to the season finale in May, and so this is the season finale of that feud, and it's going to be for the title. And we're bringing in Molly Holly as guest ref because clearly Tessa's going to beat the crap out of whatever guy ref we have. We can't put Jeremy in there. (laughs) So... Molly Holly's going to hold things down. Well, I don't know. You might be able to substitute. The dilemma <laughs> dilemma. I like that. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. No respect. I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's also cool because you guys are, like I said, it's going to be debuting a new title for you guys, the Women's yeah. Championship. Yeah. So how pumped are you about that and having that new belt? Oh. I got the new belt maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Oh, so you have and it? I have it in my office at the school. probably like wearing it and stuff. Like, that's <laughs> so cool. Sometimes. <laughs> it's in my closet. In my It's underneath a box of, like, old files in my principal's office. <laughs> Nobody will find it here. <laughs> I know, right? No one will care here. Where's me gold? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> so it's basically the exact same as the men's belt, except instead of gold and black, it's silver and black, and it looks like a million bucks. We nice. considered doing black shiny metal on a gold strap, mm-hmm. but to actually do shiny black metal, you need actual like onyx, yeah. and we were not paying for that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's polished chrome that looks like silver. I heard they do shiny black metal in Norway. Ooh. <laughs> that was a little inside joke from earlier. Um, who does? I may have asked you this before. Who does your guys' belts? So the men's one was Wildcat belts, which was oh yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Those guys are they They've do done, them for Impact yep. and, and ROH, etc. The women's belt, uh, Robert Ego Anthony made it. Really deep cut, true story. <laughs> His father, my mind is blown right now. Right. His father works in or owns or something a metalworking shop, mm-hmm. and Ego. Asked me once, he's like, hey, I know you're debuting a women's belt. Would you give me a shot to make it for you? I said, absolutely. And he showed me a design and everything, and he came through, and it was awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. yeah so that I think I've awesome. just revealed his secret talent, but yeah. uh, Ego did a hell of a job. And I know he's looking to maybe do that bigger and more, you know, mainstream for more companies in the future. So nice. Are you familiar with uh, AJ's belts? He, I, I think I've he, heard that. He's yeah. a licensed WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's my mom's neighbor. Really? Yeah, like by huh. chance one day I was going to order a belt from him. And yeah. I, where does he ship on Well, he of? makes WWE replicas? No, like he's a licensed distributor for WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like yeah. when they need a belt made. Yeah, yeah. And Hey, uh, we need a spinner belt. It just happened to be like my mom's Snap. neighbor. And I emailed him and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So there's like five or six belt makers in the country. Mm-hmm. And all of them have made belts for WWE. Impact Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, New Japan, and it's not like, oh, well, the, the big companies go to some special, like, nope, the same dudes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, well, what is it? Fandu is a big one mm-hmm. that makes belts. Well, you know, too, um, the latest incarnation of the WWE title, mm-hmm. the World Heavyweight title, or WWE title, whatever you want to call yeah. it right now, um, that was done by the, who was the, the chop shop guys, the mustache dudes, the uh, biker Orange dudes. Orange County Shoppers. Orange County really? Shoppers. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. So, for all you. Get to the chopper. That's the only way out. Pretty good. <laughs> are, yeah. are there any Thank other you. championships that you'd like to introduce in the future? We have no plans for anything. People have asked about tag belts. Ultimately, sure. You know, if, if we have the opportunity to do so. But right now, we're only on show five, and the thought was we introduced the men's belt at the start of this year, women's belt now. Keep the two of those going forward, and kind of see where we go. I was thinking uh, that the scramble match has pretty much become a staple of your promotion. Yeah. Like a scrambles champion. That's a good idea. We hadn't thought of that. Nice. Like We'd that. kicked around the idea of a Chicago championship, and like it would only be amongst local guys, and yeah. they do it in like scramble matches or yeah, rumble like a matches. Loco. Yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, we're up for ideas. One of the things that my buddy Eric and I, who's my right hand man, we always kind of run into this issue where we have thirty four ideas, and it's like, well, we have one show in the next three months, yeah. and so. If we were monthly, sounds familiar. I know, right? <laughs> uh, if we were monthly, absolutely. But yeah, a scramble title, a Chicago title, tag titles, like, you know, if if we could just do this all day, every day, we would. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we love it. When you were talking about Robert Anthony, I, I thought yeah. that was a good. This is going to be a good transition here, um, because he's also wrestling on yes, the card. He is against uh, one of our faves, Brian Pillman Jr. with Frank, Frank the, the Clown. Clown. That Gucci now, boy. Yeah, yeah. Steve, now uh, let the people out there listen and know what the stipulations are for this match. It is a hair versus clown match. What? Not Yeah, not just any hair, though. A mullet. M- 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 mullet. The mullet club. The mullet of all mullets. I was going to say, I mean, it's a mullet with his... It, there's lineage in there that mullet. There is lineage. I love that. He was born with that mullet. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Y'all like wrestling? <laughs> wrestling? Somebody say wrestling? So if Ego wins, Ego and Frank will cut Brian Pillman's mullet off. Oh, oh man. Don't and, touch that mullet. And they, Well, they took a chunk of it at the last show. Yeah, I know. They handcuffed him and taped his wrist and then yeah. showed him a chunk of his yeah, mullet. We were about to jump pissed. in that ring. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought that place was going to go up for grabs. Right, right. Uh, you don't fuck with that mullet. Yeah. Um, now, let That's me ask you boy. this. If Pillman wins, does he just take off Frank's wig? Well, that could be part of it because he gets five minutes with Frank alone in the five ring. Five minutes low. Five minutes. It's like seven minutes in heaven, but five minutes I was in hell. Are the lights staying on? Oh, they are. So <laughs> nice. you can all see what happens. And a quick story on this. So Frank is, of course, Frank, right? Yes. 
I get more hate online for the fact that we booked Frank the Clown, and it warms my heart. <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Because every piece of hate tweet or hate Instagram, whatever I yeah. get, I'm just like, Frank is doing, doing his, his job. job. Yeah, he, yeah. He's the perfect heel. Oh, he's so good. I walked into the Marion Catholic High School faculty lunchroom after Warrior Wrestling 4. And one of our big fans, a religion teacher at Marion, who comes to all of the wrestling shows and grew up an old school wrestling fan, AWA in Minnesota. Nice. I walked in like the Monday or Tuesday after Warrior Wrestling 4, and he's sitting next to the president of our school and a nun, a Dominican sister. They're sitting there eating lunch. And I walk in, and this guy Tim goes, Steve, can I, I just got to say it. I want to see somebody kick the shit out of Frank the Clown. <laughs> And the sister loses it, and the president loses it. And I go, really? Timmy goes, oh, God, that guy's just such a weasel. He's a weasel. And He's old school. He's probably hoping for that weasel suit. To yes. Die, right? He mentioned the weasel suit. Oh, man, did he? And in that moment, I already knew it, but in that moment, I just went, thank you, Frank. Mm -hmm. Frank, you are everything I want. You are like Santa Claus on Christmas. Yeah. And on he's been on every show, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's a freelance staple, too, right? He is. He yeah. and Ego are together in freelance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was there a couple weeks ago, I believe. He returned. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, how did Warrior Wrestling come about? I mean, you know, I, I know you guys do it for the scholarships, sure. but was it like, oh, we could do a bake sale, we could do... <laughs> hey, let's do... RVD bake sale. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Let's do pro oh, wrestling. Man. <laughs> so I was... No! <laughs> Sorry. Not for the kids. Um, the Ninos. No. I was going to do an independent wrestling federation one way or another. I had, I had kind of knocked on the door of a lot of local indie feds, so to speak, literally and figuratively, about working with some places. Basically got, you know, there is no room in the inn, there is no room in the inn, there is no room in the inn. And so at one point I was like, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to make a thing, I'm going to launch it. So I actually took it around to a couple different towns about pa partnering with towns and hosting it in like American Legions or Civic Centers or whatever as like a business venture, you know, joint with the town or the city. And got a little bit of nibbles here and there. And my buddy Eric, my right-hand man, we were at a Notre Dame football game in fall of 2017, and Eric goes, you don't care about making a dime off of this, do you? I was like, no, I just want to do it. And he goes, do it at the school. Give all the money to the kids. You have you have the resources. You have the venue. You have everything. And I went, I don't know. I kind of want to keep it separate from school. He's like, no, 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 no. Do it at school. So I pitched to my boss, and I said, hey, can I have a half an hour of your time? I'm going to pitch you a really weird fundraising idea. And I put together a 22-slide <laughs> PowerPoint. And I got to like slide four, and my boss was like, done. We're doing it. Go nuts! And That's I was like, awesome. Yeah. yeah, and and five shows later, here we are. Well, shout out to Marion Catholic for even yeah. endorsing the idea. You know, now would you be open to doing the shows outside of the high school? Potentially, yes. Although we lose a lot of things, we lose the venue, the security, the insurance, the concessions, like all of these upfront costs. If it was a private business, we just absorb into the school. Right. So it would be more of a gamble, but yeah, we'd be open to it. Nice. Yeah. And now, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, man, a question. Yeah, just one question real quick. Oh, How much shit. money have you guys raised for uh, scholarships so far? Um, so it, we're still waiting on the final receipts from so Warrior Four made like after costs made like ten grand. Mm -hmm. Warrior Three made like ten grand. Yes. Warrior One made like four or five grand. Or no, Warrior Two made ten grand. Warrior One made four or five. Warrior Three was basically break even. Warrior we, Three we didn't make a lot on. That was the January one. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that we found out afterwards is 
uh, travel in the holidays is like twice as much as it is around yeah. any other time. And we also had six international people on Warrior Three, which just the travel was astronomical. Yeah, because you had Ultimo, Ultimo yeah. Dragon, Super, Super Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Pentagon, Phoenix, A Kid, Carlos Romo, somebody missing Dragon Lee. We had all these people from Mexico and Spain and whatever. So three, we didn't plan out very well in that regard. But the rest of them are averaging, you know. So one was like the pilot proof of concept, but two and four were like ten grand a pop. Five is on track to be like ten grand. So so even your yeah. first one though, you you yeah we made like four grand. Grand. yeah oh. four forty five hundred I think. Wow. Well, that's good. So, that's good when you can yeah. do something like that for children. You know? Yeah, I mean, because we're running with. Astronomical forbid anybody costs. try to take that away. Yeah, why would know? anybody? Yeah, why would children? anyone? Jeez. Why would anybody want to be a dick? But you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm really that. The children yeah, seriously. As a father myself, dude, and just you know, I'm very supportive of kids. They are our future. You know, as cheesy as that sounds, I mean, it is true. You know, give them good foundation and uh, a swift boot up the behind when they need <laughs> it. You know, and things will turn out all right. Uh, moving on to the next match. Yeah, Sam Adonis versus Pat Monix, who's a local boy. Yes. Um, where where's Sam Adonis from? He's from Pittsburgh originally. Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah. That's JR's neck of the woods. Ooh. That's why he drinks and all And Kurt the- Angle's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said Kurt Angle's neck. Oh. <laughs> well, he didn't say it, but you know what I mean. Broken freaking neck. <laughs> <laughs> right? He he done. He gone. Um, what can you tell us about this match, Steve? Same thing like Tessa and Jordan been brewing since September. So in September, Monix had a match with his mentor, DJ Z. Uh, Sam Adonis came out next for a promo. Monix was still in the ring, so Sam just beat the snot out of him, tossed him out of the ring, and cut his promo. Later in the night, Monix showed back up again, got in a fight with Adonis. Then at Warrior 3, they had a three-on-three luchas match that Adonis won. At Warrior 4, Monix wasn't on the card. Adonis was going one-on-one with L.A. Park. And then all of a sudden, Pat Monix showed back up. New video, new outfit, new everything. Sam got distracted. L.A. Park powerbombed him through a set of chairs and finished him off. (laughs) So now we get the grudge match. (laughs) Oh, God, Jeremy. I love you, Jeremy. So this has been building since Warrior 2, and Sam has only fought legends, really, or big names. He was in the NWA title match. He fought against Colt Cabana. Wait, Sam Adonis was? In our first Warrior 1 NWA title, Adonis and Nick Aldis. What? Yes. Yeah. Where the hell have I been? I know. You had the NWA championship? It was defended at Warrior 1. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) To the party. Yeah, I was late, but hey, man, I'm 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 with you for the but, long but haul. But now you're now. in the party. Yeah, yeah. Is there any way if you missed the first one that you could watch it? Yeah, <laughs> WarriorWrestling.net or the High Spots Network. What about all the other ones? Yeah, two, three, four. Also, WarriorWrestling.net or what? also <laughs> he got the it. High he Spots got Network. <laughs> Thank you. He knew what I was trying to do there. Um, well, you guys also have DVDs and Blu-rays, right? Yes, we do for sale at Warrior Wrestling Five on May twelfth. That's, right. That's right. I got to get the first two. I own three. You didn't have four for sale while it was happening. Oh, we tried, that, but that the technology wasn't there yet. <laughs> Although I once saw Kiss. Whackers. Kiss used to record their concerts while you were watching it, and then you could buy it on the way out. What? Yes. When they played Tweeter in like 2003 or four, they did that. Whoa. Yeah, they'd burn them on the CDs in a truck after the show. <laughs> that's blowing my that's mind right, right now. Yeah. You Kiss, know what, though? For Yeah, Kiss about, and Gene Simmons right. and the, the merch um, megastars that they are. Yeah. That's it's like a Polaroid or something, you know. Yes. That's that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Um here's a match that might get Stretton a little excited considering Ooh. he's wearing the Banana Club t shirt. Oh. <laughs> the Space Pirates versus th- this match really <laughs> struck an interest <laughs> with me because I've never heard of these guys, but they are super awesome just by I, I haven't seen any of their matches or yeah. anything yet. 
I didn't want to get too far into them because I want to be like totally fresh when I see them at Warrior Five. Yeah, the Ugly Ducklings. Oh my god! What's their backstory? What can you tell us about the Ugly Ducklings? I saw them at Freelance. Shout out to Matt Nix. They're against uh, the Work Horsemen. So uh, Anthony Henry and uh, Big Drake. And very similar to the first time I saw Space Monkey. First time I saw Space Monkey, 2016 in Chikara. And I had heard about Space Monkey, and I was like, oh, my God, Space <laughs> Monkey. Are you kidding me? And then he comes out, and I'm like, oh, my God, Space Monkey. Two minutes in, I was like, never mind. Take it back. He's amazing. <laughs> Same deal with the Ugly Ducklings. I'm like, the Ugly Ducklings, really? They're like duck hunter dudes or whatever. Yeah. Two minutes into the match, I was like, never mind. I was wrong. I'm so sorry. Take it back, universe. And so those guys are incredible. Space pirates are incredible. And the crowd loves the space pirates at our shows. They do. They love these guys. So this match, this match has a chance to steal the show. Uh, I think it It does. It legitimately does. Well, not only are the average fans fans of the space pirates, but children are as well. Oh, God. Kids love space monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's got a banana flask filled with God knows what. (laughs) I think I bought the most merch bananas, from the Space but... Pirates than I have of anybody. Yeah, yeah. between BLP and and uh, Warrior. Yeah, it's... yeah. Well, and and shoot fact on the Space Pirates, they are both wonderful Canadian men slash men slash monkeys, and uh, <laughs> nicest guys in the world. Just sitting in the back having some Canadian beers and just Molsons. Uh, I don't know if they brought their own Molsons. I'd have to check, nice. but they're drinking everything that we brought and. Um, just great dudes. Yeah. Space and Monkey's perfect. really interactive with us on yeah. Twitter and stuff. I love how Space Monkey always stays in character. Oh, gosh. To the bitter end. Awesome. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, thanks. <laughs> it's like, Space I, was Monkey. Was he just here? <laughs> like, it's a Tuesday and you're at work. You don't have to do this. Like, <laughs> Damn it, Seriously. Space Monkey, take out that garbage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that match and the ugly ducklings, they are some ugly mofos, yes. dude. Look, but yes. I love the masks. Yeah, I oh, do too. God. Like he's even got teeth in, yeah. in the one mask. Kinda, and his mouth looks like the bottom of this one dude's mouth. He's got like the mighty ducks looking almost yeah, mask. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a damn hairy ugly duck. But yeah. who's their manager? Who is who is this guy? Oh, it's Coach Mike. Coach Mike? Yeah. Oh, uh, Mike. Get out of here. How did I not know the that? From Coach that Nickelodeon Mike. show? <laughs> I just <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. All I said was, "Oh, Coach Mike." I don't like Coach Mike's. I don't know. You know, there was that one Coach Mike. He had a show on Nickelodeon, and then he did comedy on like NBC or something. Oh, that's uh, cool. You're the only one that watched Michael Malley right. from Guts. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, you guys don't remember that? No, oh, yeah, I right. totally oh, remember. You guys. Moving along. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, the next match we got um, coming up for you at Warrior Wrestling 5. Actually, I want to talk about this one. It's the main event. I guess it should. It will be the main event, right? Which one are we it's talking kind of about? In question. There's, there's a couple. Well, well, yeah, I know that all of them pretty much. Um, it, Brian Cage versus Wardlow. Yes. We So we talked off air, and, and presuming Cage is able to go, this is a battle of the beasts, man. We talked off... Mm-hmm. You know, the machine versus the mountain. Yes. Wardlow is what would happen if you put a program into a 3D printer to build a professional wrestler. If you're just like, build me a wrestler, yeah. out would walk Wardlow, and you're like, oh, shit, they, yeah. they did it. No he's an attractive man, too. Oh, he's a beautiful... He showed up yeah. to Warrior 4 in a suit. I know, right? He's like, on GQ. See, I'm looking, I'm looking at the backstage stuff right now with Val Capone. Shout out to Val. What's yeah. up, girl? Um, yeah, and he's he's just looking like a swashbuckling, like handsome dude that could like... 
break me like Bane. He can't be that swole and that good looking. You got to choose. But he, he, oh, I he think chose he's both. both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And who's telling him deadly, otherwise? Uh, deadly combination, man. Yeah. And the guy can go, too. I mean, he can move. He's got power. And the first time we saw him at Warrior 3, you know, everybody backstage went, he needs to face Cage. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we'll get him. And we figured, like, we needed one more step first. And so he, you know, Cage had the Rascals and he had Moose last show. But then we thought, it's it's time. Here's a guy who is like Cage, a big dude who can move, who mm-hmm. can wrestle, who can fly. And the two, as long as Cage's back holds up, which we're fingers crossed, you know, that, that match is going to kill. It's going to be awesome. Well, that Cage versus Rascals match, that was... Oh, my God. Wow. That oh. was intense. Yep. Although I was kind of disappointed because he, he had uh, preluded to doing a triple vanilla gorilla flip. <laughs> yes. Va- Can you say that one more time, please? Triple vanilla gorilla flip. Oh, my God. I can't comprehend what you just said. Yeah, I was I was hoping for the the triple vanilla gorilla flip, but no such luck. Oh, Although he hurts. did throw those guys around like ragdolls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a machine. God, he's yeah. just—he's not a man. Everybody he's a knew machine. that. Yeah, yeah. And Wardlow too, man. He's a stud. He's a yeah. beefcake. He's a dreamboat. He's everything you want. Yeah. I mean, that guy got me questioning. I know, like. I thought I knew what I was, but then I saw a war. Yeah, right, right. And then uh, and it, the rumor mill is swirling about oh, a- AEW going out and getting some Hoss guys, you know? And Wardlow is on their radar, from what I hear from uh, JR's Barbecue. Ooh. Yeah. By God. By God, did somebody say JR? By God, Austin, 360 in a chair, barbecue, pinata. All right. Oh yeah, well, I mean, if I, you know, I obviously Cody and the Bucks don't come to me for advice, but if they did, don't lie, Steve. You know oh, they're coming. Well, You're like Mother Brain and Metroid. You know they're coming. You know, to they you. text it's me like, all the time. You some bitch. It's like Cody, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm signing off, dude. <laughs> Cody, quit keeping my boy up late. He gotta run some. School. I got a school in the morning. Yeah. But if they did, I would tell them, sign the dude. Sign the dude yesterday. He is big and going to be bigger. Yeah, and make him exclusive to everybody. Except Warrior Wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Now, we've seen you at MLW shows, so... uh, Steve's everywhere, man. That's right. What do you think about War Beast, uh, Joseph Samael and Fatu? Well, I have had conversations with War Beast. Uh, we like them very much, and obviously they're not going to be there in May. They're not on the card, but uh, hopefully in the future we'll bring them in. I think they're great. Now, have they like scrapped the whole Contra unit thing and just gone with War Beast now? I think really? War Beast is the tag team. Contra is the faction. The faction with, with yeah. Simon Gotch. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Or Simon Grimm or whatever. Yeah, 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 Grimm. Yeah, because that's (laughs) what they've been advertising lately is War Beast is Joseph Samael with the... And they're they're great. They're awesome. And I've uh, traded many a message with them. Good dudes. We'd love to have them in. Yeah, yeah, they, they they can go. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. You talked about other belts earlier. We've kicked around the idea of doing a tag team tournament maybe in the fall and getting like eight teams in and do like a single elimination. Start off the new season of Warrior. I think that'd be great. Like, yeah, to start like a whole show. Mm-hmm. Is, is a tag turn. Yeah. You know. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant. 
whatever it takes. You know, I mean, almost like the Crockett Cup that oh, just happened. You like that? Oh, you like what winners Brody King and PCO? Yeah, yeah. And the have you seen the belts? I have not seen the belts. They no. are so yeah. super old school. Dude. Yeah, they're they're fucking. They awesome. got the eagles like protruding. Out yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. They, if you get a chance, check them out later tonight when you get home. Man, they yeah, they are yeah. awesome. And the women's title that they uh, and I'm I'm just fucking happy to see PCO get that belt. Yeah, yeah. He deserves everything. I man. mean, yep. it's taken him so long, you know. Yeah. And, and he's never given up. God, he's and just the, the crazy shit he does. He is yes. not human. <laughs> That's right. So happens when you're a Quebecer, you know, right? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> crazy shit like getting your mouth stapled and your nipples hey. electrocuted and hey. stuff. <laughs> hey. hey, this stuff all happens on Monday night. Hey. PCO. Hey, 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 Labatt. Hey, hey. <laughs> I like Labatt too. What hey, denim? Good. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a huge match. Now this mm. is we're talking about tag team wrestling. Yes. Um. I'm so glad that these guys are back because they love the juicy pro wrestling. <laughs> Best intro <laughs> you ever had. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, you putos out there, listen. <laughs> uh, animos, <laughs> putos. <laughs> There's Phoenix saying animos. Yeah. Oh putos. Did he just say burrito? God damn it. The only Spanish you guys know is what you learned at Taco Bell. Pentagon and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, are coming back. We haven't seen that they've sat out uh, one event, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, I do have to say, though, in this promo photo, Phoenix looks like DJ Z with Phoenix's mask on. What's up with that? <laughs> you know, you probably like, drew some tattoos. Do you sure you didn't draw those tattoos on there, Jerry? That, that's DJZ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, to reveal it all, there is no Phoenix. Phoenix is DJZ. No. <laughs> oh, it's like the God. fucking Matrix. Ba, 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 ba. <sighs> gonna fucking explode. Where's Daga and his tape hands? Oh, man. So the Lucha Bros. Yes. First Daga. Mm-hmm. In Volador Jr. Yes. I was super pumped about this. And this, I mean, in many ways, is another uh, Mexican wrestling legend. Yes. Um, you want to talk to us about that? I Steve? sure do. So uh, Lucha Bros, as you said, stole the show at Warrior 3 against yes. Team White Wolf, A-Kid, and Carlos Romo. They uh, actually had a family thing on Friday the 15th of March, so they could not do Warrior 4. Um, it was the first show without Pentagon that we've done. And they're back for Warrior 5. They are just, I mean, everybody... So they're they usually exclusive to you guys. Totally, 100%. They wrestle nowhere else. Nice. We told them they couldn't. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so they're back, and we paired them up against two other incredible luchadors. Daga was on a couple of our shows. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Daga is, and I was having this discussion with somebody recently, he's like the Mexican Davy Richards. He in is. That I like that. Stiff kicks, suplexes. Punch to the jaw, just built like a little fire plug. Well put together. Yeah, he's well he's, put he's together. Well put well, together. Like his tight jeans, whatever. Yeah, that's where that whole thing started. And the the dude in the back backstage, Warrior Three, Warrior Four, whatever his last one he was, you know, fancy shirts. That's tight what I'm jeans, saying. In those like fancy shiny shoes. shoes. Yes. Oh, he gets all this. You like the shirt? <laughs> you like my shoes? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. And these guys make fun of me because I thought the guys well put They're together. Oh, he is, he's a that, fucking stud. That man, he got dressed this morning. Yeah, yeah. just rolled out of bed. He got yeah. dressed. Yeah, so fresh and so clean, clean. Oh, God. So he is awesome. Badass Mexican Davy Richards. And <laughs> Volador. What if he changed his name to Badass Mexican Davy Richards? Richards? That's his new gimmick right there. God. Yeah. 
And so you, we've got Daga, who is just strong style badass. Volador Jr., son of Volador, or, or you know, inherited Volador, a flyer. If you've yeah. never seen, if you're listening and you've never seen Volador, the dude can take to the air. Like, if you think Phoenix flies, wait till you see Volador. So Pentagon and Phoenix versus Daga and Volador, that match is going to own. That match is going to just melt your face. Like no, the Nazis no, no, in no, Raiders the Car- of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Well, Daga, though, another guy, as we were talking off air, as we were praising Lucha Underground, hey, if it wasn't for them, you know, we might not have heard of Daga. No, and, and that's what put him on the a, map. Yeah. He was a AAA staple, right? Yeah, and still is. And and he really has, is now starting to work his way into the States, and the dude can go. Yeah. So at Warrior 3, he had teamed up with Pat Monix and Ultimo Dragon against uh, Adonis and Super Crazy and Dragon Lee. And there were some spots in that match with Daga and Dragon Lee where they tore it down. And that was where we said, we're using him again. Yeah. This guy's good. Because, you know, there's a few things that he is, and I think you can the best way you can describe it is real bag, real hard, real, real staff. <sighs> I had to squeeze that in there, you know? <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for this match. I, like I said, you know, they love the Juicy Pro Wrestling, so we're, <laughs> we're going to pop hard for the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Um, and Volador Jr. and Daga. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is great, man. I don't see why anybody's not going to have a good time at this event. That's what we're trying for, man. Um, I think I might have to take a loan out and get one of uh, Phoenix's masks, like the authentic one. Every yeah. time they, they do one of our shows, I'm always like, would it be weird to put in like the deal that they each also give me a mask? <laughs> Not at all. Do like, it. You know, Not at they're going to make that money over 10 let me, let me Let me ask you this. Have you seen Jim Cornette's wrestling museum that he has? I know he has one, but it's I've his, never seen well, it. Well, it's like his collection in his house. Yeah, and this is a bunch of tennis right? rackets. Yeah. No, I mean, this dude <laughs> going back to like, the beginning of time in wrestling and just everything from magazines all the posters to posters and shit. Yeah. To, yeah. to probably ring gear and shit that we don't well, even know. Well, part of know that of. Dark Side of the Ring documentary, they, they shoot some of it. They in shoot some attic. of it, yeah. and I've seen some yeah. on YouTube, but there, I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. You no. know, it's it, your part in history and your contribution to the business. I would collect as much as you could. Absolutely. Like, you know, these guys who have an all White Sox basement, right? Or a Notre Dame basement yes. where they collect everything yes. they can. What's wrong with doing that with wrestling? Something that you love, you've been a part of, you know, collect it. There's there's something about having the tangible thing. So like mm-hmm. I collect tickets. I keep every ticket to Man, every I, concert, oh, every I tried. sporting I've event. Lost so many. I have a little wall in my condo that's nothing but framed things of tickets. Sweet. And sometimes I'll sit there and look and go, Oh, yeah, that's when I saw the stones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's incredible. Did you see the stones? I saw the stones, Indy Motor Speedway. Fourth nice. of July, twenty sixteen. <laughs> nice. I got a confession. Go on. The warrior painting I did for you, mm-hmm. that was basically my intention in doing it, is so that each wrestler that you have come in, you have them sign it, and then that's something that Done. you can have. Done. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you again for that, by the way. The no gift problem. that keeps on giving. Yeah. Ooh. And that gives the givee regrets. Well, it's kind of like the door at Pro Wrestling Tees, how they have every wrestler that comes in yeah. sign the door. Yeah. I right. figured, you know, have some. Absolutely, man. Um. Speaking of pro wrestling tees, for some mm-hmm. reason this just kind of sparked in my mind. Steve, did you see that video with uh, CM Punk hiding under a mask coming back? I sure did. And you know, we both saw him at C two E two. All three of us, well, yeah. all four of us actually. I don't know what Sred was doing. I didn't see doing. him. Yeah, Sred. He so saw you. You just sit there and be quiet. He might have seen me. <laughs> I did see him. I like. Was he chat. John Cena? He might have seen me. <laughs> you might have seen me. <laughs> or maybe not. Anyways. uh... CM Punk, do you think he's coming back? Because everybody's been talking about this for years and years and years. Is AEW going to pick him up? From what I know of him, 
and I've studied him meticulously because right. I'm a weird nerd. And also because I watched him, you know, growing up in LWF. Like, he was in Tinley Park High School. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. He's from Lockport. He's an incredibly stubborn person. Right. And he also is a very, very, like, wise and thrifty person. He saved all his money. Yes. He did not burn his money. He doesn't have to. He does not need to do this. And if he doesn't need to do it, and he said, I'm done, I could see him saying, I don't need to do this, and I said, I'm done, I'm done. And I could see him being the only wrestler ever to truly walk away on his own terms, whether you agreed to it or not, or whether you liked it or not, and be done. I could also see him getting bored because he also goes from project to project and thing to thing. Right. And one day when he wakes up and says, I want to make a friggin' comeback, he will make a comeback like nobody would ever believe. Yeah. Well, see, I heard Vince is trying really hard to re-sign CM Punk, AJ Ooh. Lee, and Dean Ambrose. Because he doesn't Those want to go to AEW. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because he well, knows I that mean, those the, three would make yeah. waves for AEW. From what I understand with Ambrose, it's it's kind of more of he's a break. Coming, he's, he's taking a hiatus. Yeah, and they, yeah. they're just using this as a story because it gets people talking. Well, because they wouldn't have hyped. Vince has never hyped anybody leaving his company. I mean, you can yeah. look at it like that. I get that. Like With as many as, even in Moline, Illinois, they hyped, oh, the the final shield thing like they said that like three already, or four yeah, times. Yeah, I was yeah. sick of seeing the shield after the first time. They just hyping it and hyping it and hyping it. You know, and, and Bobby guy. Lashley says to Dean Ambrose before he leaves, "Oh, I'll take care of your wife while you're gone." After I put my contacts back in, <laughs> the green ones or whatever the hell they were. Yeah, what, what was Steve, that? since we ain't talked to you in a while on the show, real quick, yeah. uh, since he threw out the Lashley thing, what'd you think of Mania? Um. So I normally have a mania party with all my buddies I grew up with and friends and girlfriends and wives and everybody. We were invited. Well, I mean, I didn't grow up with you. I found you as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) You found me as a lonely giant baby. (laughs) Who is this baby here? (laughs) So uh, I normally have a mania party. This year we we kicked it all around amongst our gang of people and everyone was like, forget it. Like we we did a Ring of Honor New Japan party the night before. Oh, nice! Because for this G one, yeah, for the G one Supercard Madison Square Garden, because Mania is too damn long. Yes, it went from four p.m. till eleven thirty Central Time. It should be two nights or something different. If you're gonna do it that long, do it on a Saturday. Then do it on. It's like the Super Bowl. Why does it have to be a Sunday? Move it to a Saturday. Everybody can stay out later. Yeah. yeah, people got to work. That's what one thing I like about MMA. They got it right as far as booking. Saturday and night, Saturday is a party nine night, to midnight. Dude. And imagine well, like and NXT even has it right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. Uh, Triple H knows how to book, dude. I, I'm sorry. There's and people that knows how to squash. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, Triple I think... H creates stars, and Vince just squashes them. Yeah. I so this year during Mania, we I did not have people over. I had it on in the background. I did schoolwork mm. and I watched episodes of Game of Thrones on my laptop. <laughs> but this <laughs> year <laughs> I think this year out of the last <laughs> yeah. Out of the last ten WrestleMania's yeah. was the best one. I don't know. I, it was, it was kinda, fine. I thought it was fine. It was okay. Compared to the last year, ones, I totally though, wanted I mean, to take a duke on it. And but this year, yeah. I was like, okay, uh, maybe this just year at least wasn't as predictable as previous yeah. cards. So predictable. It's where you always knew, all right, Brock's gonna win. Yeah. You know. The, yeah. I mean, the it was Kofi a Daniel different. Bryan match was excellent. Yeah. And who was gonna predict Bret Hart getting attacked during the Hall of Fame speech? Oh God, <laughs> that was the <laughs> Holy the moment. Shit. You know. We had a long argument at my place. Was it a work? Was it a shoot? And then they had a shoot, a work one at Ring of Honor like 10 minutes later. We're like, what's going on? Oh, everyone's uh, doing running. So I'm glad you brought that up because somehow 
and, and usually shit will pull up as a sponsored whatever, whether you're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. Some fucking how I don't follow Enzo on anything. But his because tweets. Because you're wise. His, yeah, yeah. His tweets, his Instagrams, all that shit appears in my feeds. And it's pissing me off, dude. He had this one where he's like, hey, you guys are a bunch of pussies. Or, you know, trying yeah. to do his whole shtick, talking about the ROH guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it wasn't Tama over. Tonga buried him. Oh, yeah, oh. dude. Tama, dude. Much respect to Tama and the Bullet Club on that because, dude. He's the belt stealer. Fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> fuck the Enzo and Cass train. Like, two guys that have nothing now that now they're trying to make a name and just, like, almost like fans were doing when they were doing the CM Punk chants. Like, trying mm-hmm. to take over a show, yeah. you know? Like, it's not fucking cool. No one wants to see you. And if you need any more proof of that, WWE fired your asses. They didn't want to see you, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they gave they you guys... They released Enzo because of some false allegations, though. Well, yeah, and oh. I get that, but whatever. Well, At the Ellsworth, end of the day, did you like really... Dude, he did that little <laughs> shuffle where he looked like fucking Ren from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't... I just don't like the guy, man. There's yeah. something that rubs me wrong about him, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like... And he was straight talking shit to them boys, uh, the Briscoes, and everybody involved at ROH. And he w- he was shooting hard on them. Yeah. And I'm like the guy, I'm like, man, if any of those dudes that you just talk shit about, like, it really would have fought your ass and Big Cass ain't there. Yeah, because he's, what, five feet? Yeah, I'm sorry. You were a, ma- a five-foot manager at Hooters, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you might be a little bit cut and whatever, but, dude, you're five foot nothing. And you wear leopard print. And you got a big mouth. You know, I just how I'm you sorry. doing? You, you got me wound up with that, with the Enzo shit, and I do oh, not man. know how his stuff is appearing in all my shit without it. It because doesn't say that it's sponsored, it. and I do not follow him. <laughs> and I do the and other than right now, me talking about it, I don't respond to it, even though I just want to like shit all over it. Twitter is punking you. It, I think it is, man. It's 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 punking me, and I don't like it. It's the reverse algorithm. <laughs> oh man, it's the reverse. What does flash. Juice hate? <laughs> Everything. But you mentioned the Briscoes a minute ago. Those are two guys I've been watching Ring of Honor for a decade. Yes. And uh, my Love buddies them. and I have a joke that the Briscoes were professional wrestlers for five years before anyone told them it was f- Right, right. They just, those dudes could rip your heart out through your throat. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they are legit chicken farmers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're going to have to bleep you for that F-bomb you just dropped. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, 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 now. It's all good, though. Um, <laughs> you're still my boy, man. Um, I love the Briscoes. I, I, I love the promos they cut in ROH. And do you remember them back in the old Impact Asylum days? The br- no, the Briscoes were on Impact? Yeah, I, I don't know if you have... A- well, everybody's got access to the Global Wrestling Network, which yeah. is now being rebranded as Impact Plus, um, yeah. starting May 1st. But go back and watch it. This was, yeah, the Nashville Asylum days. And they came, you wouldn't recognize them. Okay. Two skinny little dudes, like bald-headed, huh. coming out and wrestling in TNA back in the day. I remember seeing wow. that shit. And then to see what they've become now. And they are legit badass motherfuckers. Yes. Dude. Yes. I saw a live event, Ring of Honor. This is like 2010, 2011. And Jay is bleeding profusely. I think they're fighting the world's greatest tag team or something. And he's just gushing blood and he's in the middle of punching somebody and he just keeps screaming i ain't even bleeding i ain't even bleeding (laughs) (laughs) 
and the whole audience is like, yes, you are. <laughs> He's like high on crystal meth. I ain't even bleeding. Chicken. <laughs> the chicken farmers. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, those guys just they talk about living the gimmick. There was one promo they did. This is seven or eight years ago when they started doing promos from the chicken farm. And they're sitting inside of a barn of some sort. And they're just throwing dead chickens in a pile while cutting a promo. Yeah, yeah. And not even blinking. And you're just like, oh, my God. That's this how all their perfect. promos are in the yes. middle of a field. Like, yes. Just random super cool, shit. though. I mean, that's super real. and That's, that's super, who they are. Yeah, that's who they are. You know? I won't no go gimmick. fight me and my brother. Come yeah. on. Cow pork boy, you sure do got burning mouth. <laughs> Wait, wrong, wrong situation here. <laughs> it reminds me of like my buddy, you know, our buddy, uh, John Horn, Johnny B. Shout out to him. He he does the same shit. It's He's like got, him like, and Frank Caparelli. Yeah, he'll send me weird random pictures of like because they raise chickens and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for eggs and for meat and everything. <laughs> yeah, squeeze it. Uh, you're choking your chicken. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, he'd send me yeah. like get a random picture like out out of the blue one day, and it's like this chicken with its head cut off, and there's feathers everywhere, and like a bloody axe. He's like making meat. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, dude. Like, I, I remember thinking back then, I was like, man, this would make for some cool wrestling shit. And then like you see it stuff kind of similar like that with the Briscoes, and it's like, dude, it hits home, man. I can relate, and mm-hmm. it's super cool, dude. You, it's believable, man. Yes. I did have a question for you, Steve. Hit Since me. Uh, you're a promoter, booker, slash do-it-all in the world of independent professional wrestling, mm-hmm. what do you think about what WWE just pulled with Harper as far as he requested his release, they denied it, and then added six months to his contract? I there, heard that was because coming. he was yeah. injured. Well, they did that to Daniel right. Bryan. Right. They did it to Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to keep all the chess pieces off the board. Right. So they don't want anybody having any of their chess pieces. They'd rather pay them to do nothing. That's what they're pulling with Sasha Banks right now. Is the, well, yeah, she wanted to quit. She and wants to said, sit out. You can. We'll pay you. Sit at home and we'll pay you. And that's lose they, your star power. Yep. Yep. It, it, and they look at this as. It is more valuable to pay her to do nothing than to let her go and go to AEW. Because I heard she had just re- like signed a new two-year contract, too. Yeah, she she has years left on her deal. And Dumbass. she was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. And they said, great, we'll pay you to do nothing. Yeah, because she, they have billions of dollars at this point. I heard she was very hurt. upset that uh, they dropped the titles. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard she was upset that good. they split her and Bailey up. Because well, they, they fought so hard to get that's the That's another thing. Well, and they thought they were going to get a run to make right. those belts mean something. So yeah. it was not, you know, I'm not going to do with the job. It was, you didn't give us a chance to make this mean mm-hmm. something. And so we dropped the belts to two non-wrestlers. Dude, and now we, you split us up. You guys, yeah. mark my words. Those women's tag team titles are going to do the same thing that they did to the guys who did them first in TNA. Mm-hmm. They're going to be around for a little bit. Well, no one's going to give a shit yep. because there's no legit female well, tag has, team. And had they let Bailey and Sasha stay together for six months and be a thing, right? whoever beat them And not split up groups who could be tag teams yeah, like the Riot, Riot squad, squad and all that. Now you know? it's just going to have the same relevancy as the hardcore title. Yep. Where it's just it's a just title. There. It's just yeah. there. The WWE, they have too much talent. Too many titles, and it's just it's it's WCW all over again. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. sorry, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Well, and the reality now though is that there somebody put out a graphic. It was a homemade graphic earlier today or yesterday of AEW's roster. Yeah, and you look at it, it's like sixty dudes and a bunch yep. of girls, and you're like, oh my god, so there's diverse. so much talent outside of WWE. So if I am MJF, 
why would I sign with WWE to wait in line for seven years and then get squashed? Yeah. Or I could sign with AEW. And and the way that they operate is that the talent is exclusive around an AEW show, but they can still take dates outside of that. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see the whole format of how their yeah. product runs. I, how how pumped is everybody at this table right now for Double or Nothing? I'll be there, man. Yeah. Damn. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I take your tickets. Oh, damn. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to be... Incredible wrestling, incredible dudes, and and it's like all in. It's a celebration of like this is what indie wrestling can be. Mm-hmm. Like I've loved indie wrestling for forever, and when I was at All In, it was like seeing your team win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're there, you're like, oh my god, indie wrestling did it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I I used to watch the Bucks. So I don't know if I mentioned this in a podcast podcast before. I lived in L.A. for two years. I went to PWG all the time. I watched the Bucks when no one had any idea who the Bucks were. I'm just like, oh, they're this great local tag team in L.A. Well, and that's the thing that Pro Wrestling Gorillas had so much great talent that people don't really mention them. Yes, you know, in the indie like top indies. Oh gosh, they're incredible. They were they were the like here. All right, so when I when I used to see the Bucks in PWG and then the Bucks got big, I told people, you guys will appreciate this as music dudes, seeing the Bucks at the American Legion in Reseda would be like seeing the Ramones at CBGB in oh, 1979. Just like, very small and intimate. Yep. Like, the perfect act in the perfect venue where they were made in small and intimate. Mm-hmm. It was it's unfrickin' believable. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the Ramones, and I love the Young Bucks. So what mm-hmm. can I say? I just, you know. Yeah. Woo! Woo! And, and, and it's like, if you watch the Ramones play, you know, the All-State Arena or whatever, and, and some people are like, oh, they sold out. Well, no, no, no. They got so big that that many people wanted to see. They them. had to, yeah, and yeah. they didn't change. And you, you can yeah. still, you can still do that. And, and they, they did. They turned down making some money. big arena shows, and they yes. still were the Ramones. Dude. Yes, it it doesn't stop you from from being who you are if more right. people want to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because more people want to see you doesn't yeah. mean that you change your style of music. Now, yes. if you're changing your style of music to be poppy or something, That's then different. you're a sellout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Metallica, <clears throat> Corn. <laughs> <laughs> All those bands. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Saint Anger, whatever that they put out. Oh, God, they like, officially sold out. Well, no, the yeah. official sellout was Load and Reload. Yeah, they cut their hair. But you know, go, yeah. looking back, friends, on don't it, let their friends get haircuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, unplugged, Allison Chains. Um, looking back on that, I kind of like. Meh. There are some songs that aren't so bad now, maybe because I'm older. And I was never a big Metallica guy. Sure. Although, you know, I got their first four albums on my iPod on Shuffle the other day. Leopard Messiah comes on. And I'm like, damn, man, that heavy ass rip. It just tears. It's fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. Like, But I, I was never a big Metallica fanboy. But that was definitely their moment when Load and Reload came out. And it's like, oh, God, they they got nail polish on now, the short hair, eyeliner, like... They have a watery chorus effects in their riffs, like they're trying to be alternative, you know. Yeah, that's selling out. Yes, come on, you know. And I, I've yet to see guys like the Bucks do anything like that. All I've seen is everything get bigger and better on that huge platform. Every platform that they step up, that's another giant leap forward. It's they don't uh, deviate from the norm, from what is normal to them. Yes, it it stays the same and it just grows larger and they like blow up and it gets like funnier and more action packed yes. and better and I I haven't seen that in wrestling in fucking forever. Dude. And it's so organic. So yeah, the yeah. first PWG show I went to, it was the Bucks versus Kevin Steen and El Generico. Nice. And Holy Kenny shit. Omega faced Davy Richards and Roderick Strong as a tournament. <laughs> 
and I, I had no the idea. Cream he basically went to the best show I, ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the Battle of Los Angeles 2009, the second night. Oh yeah, those are those yeah. were good shows. And, yeah, and it, I had never heard of Kenny Omega until he came out and he wrestled two matches that night, and I was like, whatever star power is, this guy is it. Mm. And I had heard of the Young Bucks like a little bit in indie wrestling forums and stuff, and then I saw them at PWG, and I was like, oh my god, like this is tag team wrestling, and the all in main events. So Kenny versus Penta and the Bucks with um, Coda versus uh, what was it Bandito and Ray yep. and whoever I f- forget those two matches at All In were the exact same style of what I saw at PWG. They didn't change. They didn't change the music. More people just came to the music. Yeah, it was so cool to see. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I got a question for you, Steve. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinion, who's Ooh. the best tag team in the universe currently? The Young Bucks. Oh. I agree. Yep, the Young Bucks, Pentagon, and Phoenix. Srenbo would be your take on that. Just as a kind of somewhat, you know, you're He's in going the with space pirates. pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like know that. what I'm gonna say. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm gonna say. Do I? He's got the Banana Club shirt on. <laughs> I'm in a Banana Club shirt. <laughs> Smart Mark. What? <laughs> That's the, I was Stone Cold ET. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Okay, so here's the thing, real quick, because I gotta squeeze this out, and then we're gonna announce, you know, where we can find everybody <laughs> everywhere. Stone Cold ET. We yes. will be at the Warrior VIP again. Mm-hmm. I gotta get him to come on. And like he was playing some music and stuff. We could do a duet. I mean, he could do an interview with Handsome Andre? Prick meets Stone Cold ET. Imagine the possibilities. I'm Did someone say my name? Oh my God, Andre the Giant! Oh my God! I, you know what, Andre? How would you Wait. feel about talking to this guy? Have you heard of Stone Cold ET? I've heard a little bit about him. Yeah, yeah. Good things or bad things? Yeah, good and bad. <laughs> I see uh, he like his uh, French uh, pommes frites particular way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that that is correct. But, um, Andre, do you think, who do you think would win in the battle between you and Stone Me? Cold? Me yeah? and who? No. I, Me? You didn't let me finish the, a rap battle. Oh, rap? Yeah. Do you know what that is, Andre, or is uh, it some bullshit? No. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's me. Yeah, like the Fat Boys. Yeah, it's me. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think this would be something we need to piece together rather soon, don't you? Piece what together? Stone Cold versus Andre the Giant. Maybe a Reese's piece Stone together. Et. Okay, I do. I like Reese's piece. Ah. Oh! <laughs> I gotta go. What if we had a fat, a couple of fat cases of wine? How many fat cases? <laughs> like six or seven. You double it, D8. I'm in. You double it, I'm in. All right. Gotta go. All right, later, Andre. Holy shit. So <laughs> the speculation is now the confirmation. Stone Cold ET, the challenge is laid out. Andre the Giant wants you. Would For you a rat battle. That's right. Stick them! Stick them! Stick them! All right, that's not. <laughs> We're channeling our fat boys, all right? I like them, you know? There's nothing wrong with them. I like disorderlies. It's a good flick. <laughs> what about CB4? Yeah, yeah. CB4, Cell Block 4, that's great too, you know? Oh MC Gusto. Chris Rock. Hey, yeah, yeah, shout out to Charlie Murphy, though. Rest in peace. I was watching. Charlie Murphy. I was watching some Paul Mooney stuff, too. <laughs> it was great stuff. Hey, Steve, tell everybody where they can score tickets at, where they can find Warrior Wrestling at. 
WarriorWrestling.net has tickets, rundown of all the matches, links to the videos of previous shows, links to merch, old articles, videos, you name it. Follow us on t- on Twitter at, at Warrior Wrestling. You no vowels. Oh, I like man. that better. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's I a like different that website. <laughs> Warrior Wrestling. Uh, no vowels in the second word. So W R S T L N G. Same thing on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You name it. But WarriorWrestling.net is the place to go for tickets and everything you need. Nice. And you can find Juice Pro Wrestling on any podcast platform. That's mm. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, anywhere. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Juice Pro Wrestling, on Twitter at JP Dub Podcast. And also, if you're down and you're feeling lucky, check out FerrariPoker.com where you can play for free and win real cash and di- maybe get a direct deposit or a check in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Who knows? There's always bonus bounty tourneys going on with wrestling icons such as EC3. And from what I hear, he's really easy to get over on. Uh, the Godfather, Kenny King, and the one and only phenomenal aj styles so make sure you check that out for all you gambling fanatics out there FerrariPoker.com. and uh jr where can people find your artwork at warrior wrestling five i like that that's great <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah yeah i cannot wait to be a part of that again and steve as always thank you for coming on and uh rocking another killer episode with us and i can't wait for warrior six and five has even happened what i can't ow, wait for 15 what are we gonna do? I said I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood up. What I'm up? What I'm up? What I'm up? What I'm up? What I'm? Oh, it's so wet. <laughs> You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.